There we go. We got one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 454 being recorded on June 14th, 2017. I'm Ryan Schrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrus. I'm Alan Malbantano. Welcome to the show that never ends. Or begins. <laughs> or starts on time. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what to say about that. Uh, so welcome to the show, everybody. It's been another week. I'll be honest with you. I've been gone. I was gone Sunday through this morning. So I don't know what the hell happened. Hopefully somebody has been keeping track of Video games on. happened. Oh, that's right. E3 is occurring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's apparently going really well now that they let in the public. Yeah, I, I was Short curious. Lines, no enormous has been, crowds. Has it been a shit show? Yeah. Yeah. They had to open the doors 15 minutes early the first day yesterday because the lines were so long. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's the only chance they're going to get to see the games looking like that. So I can understand why they'd want to get in. It's <laughs> okay. not going to look saw, like that at launch. I saw somebody tweet out a picture of a sign at the convention center that said, How to get in line. And it was like an explanation of like where lines are and like how to queue properly and so they like British that. how to queue like yeah must have been British you stand behind the next person like what? yeah you know but sometimes the lines have you ever around. waited in a long line with people they're awful they in general yeah. people and the lines because they've had a lot of years to forget what they learned in kindergarten yeah, uh, yeah. we had so you know. I was at I was at Intel well, they don't this like week. the holding hands thing. So I was at Intel this week, and um, it was like the conference room where we were doing our meetings, and then like the restroom was down a hall to the right and to the left. And they're very particular about you having every time you left the room, you had to have like a, a, a person, a person with you, right? An Intel rest chaperone. And so they would make these announcements like, "All right, uh, if anybody needs to go to the restroom, we're going to take a group down." And Marco and I were laughing. Because I was like, okay, stay to the right and you're, keep your hand on the wall <laughs> as you walk. Right? Never get, if your hand leaves the wall, then you're doing it wrong. Uh, and then I eventually just decided to break the rules. I just walked through that building on my own. Oh, no. Nobody called So you me. saw all of the secrets. Oh, no. I saw all the cubicles <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Came back with a pocket full of new CPUs that you can only fit one CPU in your pocket because they're so big now. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. They're enormous. Uh, so welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we record the show on Wednesday nights starting usually around 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific or so uh, at PCPro.com slash live. A uh, very easy to find URL and remember. Uh, but if you need a reminder, you can go to PC right now. Not then. Now you can go to PCPro.com slash subscribe and you get this little page here uh, that asks for your name and your email address and we send you a notification like an hour or so before we're going to do any live streams. And if we do any special live streams like if NVIDIA or AMD or somebody is here uh, to talk about a product, we'll do that a day in advance so you have a little bit of a heads up uh, when we do anything quite like that. So PCPro.com slash subscribe gets you on that mailing list and then uh, we mail you. That's really all we use it for. I still, despite all the jokes we've had in the past, I actually don't give Josh access to the mailing list. Um, Often. Uh, yeah. T- trust me, if you get an email from Josh, you're going to know who it's from. It's going to be, you're going to know. Uh, and of course, we have our continuing support through the Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash PCPer. This is your uh, location if you wish to become a regular contributor to us on the site, right? So this is a recurring monthly thing um, that basically says, hey, if you like the content we do, if you like the the podcast, the website, the YouTube videos, whatever it happens to be, um, but you think, uh, uh, I, I do ad blocking or, you know, you just really enjoy it and you want to 
contribute to us. This is the way to do it. Uh, all this money goes directly to uh, the team here. And uh, uh, as is normally the case, we will announce the names of new contributors and or upgrading contributors uh, live on the stream. And sometimes people get 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 randy and want to be the first one on the list here. And I don't see anybody yet, so but we'll have that on there. So uh, patreon.com slash pcpur. We thank everybody who supports us that way. Uh, it's It's been super awesome. One thing I'll mention real quick before we get started is we are toying with the idea, and probably by, by next week we'll have this figured out if we want to do this. I think we're going to do – we're going to talk a little bit about – uh, I think it's on their uh, cryptocurrency on our rundown. The idea of uh, if you if if you want to support us but you don't want to donate, you don't have money, you don't have like cash to pay us mm-hmm. that way, or you don't want to do it or whatever, or even if you just want like a fun project to play around with, we're gonna do um, uh, maybe put out a, a public wallet ID, and if people want to do crypto mining to a nice hash type thing, um, which we'll we'll talk about and describe what that is. Uh, yeah. So if you have any feedback or if on that, that's let us too know. much trouble, shoot us your password and we'll set it up for you remotely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Send us IP address, <laughs> login pass. It's fine. You won't even notice it. Yeah, yeah. Social yeah. security number. You know, all those things would be would be good. Uh, so I, I think by next week we'll probably have something like that on the site. Uh, so you just check pcpro.com if you want. Uh, otherwise, we'll we'll talk to you on the next next podcast episode. Um, so let's get into the reviews and stuff that occurred. First up, Ken did post a review of the Dell XPS 13 2-in-1, um, which, now that I think about it, we probably should have held off on this discussion. So let, we'll, we'll talk about it in a couple different ways, right? So uh, this is a slight modification. I guess maybe not slight, but a modification to the XPS 13 line that has been incredibly popular since its release back in, what, 2013? Yeah. 20, yeah, 2013, 2014. Um, and the Dell XPS 13 was, I remember we saw it at CS for the first time, it was like the WoW product. Mm-hmm. So it kind of is. CS. It still yeah. kind of is. And there's, there's not a lot of laptops that have duplicated this very well, mostly because they ref- a lot of them refused to put a camera on the bottom of the screen, which is, I can understand why. Um, but this is a this is a conversion of it because it's now a convertible two in one. Um, talk a little bit, Ken, about the design changes. Like it's got different hardware in it in the screen, and now it's kind of like you can fold it over just like Josh and and kind of. <laughs> Whoa! Hey! <laughs> oh well, this is not that flexible anymore. When you fold this one over, it actually has the ability to come back, though. Oh, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Me, I just lay whimpering on the ground. <laughs> yeah. But you should see where my webcam is located. Mm, see, I'm going to leave he's it He's looking it at it right now. See, Ryan, why do you have to open that can of worms? Now. Right yeah. now. So, go ahead, Ken. Well, I don't know how I followed that one. Yeah. But, uh, so, tell me about like what, what the hardware change was. Yeah. So, around CES, we started seeing rumors of this sort of two-in-one based yoga style XPS 13. And what we had assumed initially from looking at the rumors is that it would just they would just essentially take the same XPS 13 and when they went to sort of new Intel processors, Kaby Lake, they would add the 360-degree hinge and that would be it. Right. They decided to take a slightly different approach to it. And these machines are Intel Y-series based. So what was previously Core M, the ultra-low wattage processors, mm-hmm. Are now the Core i5 7Y54 and i7 7Y75, which just roll off the tongue for the available in these machines. And even more confusingly, the Core M3 still exists. Yeah, that doesn't make any but sense. But this part, this system doesn't doesn't use that. So yeah. So we're dealing with much lower power processors here. 
interestingly enough, it, Dell's claim is that they these Y series parts are actually higher performing by a slight bit. I think it's like ten percent than the uh, last generation XPS thirteen with the fifteen watt processors in it with okay. the USQs. So that was certainly a shocking thing to hear at CES is that they were claiming through the use of dynamic power management and aggressive upclocking and downclocking of the processor to get yep. sort of the same level of performance that you would expect out of an XPS 13 in this machine. Uh, beyond that, the industrial design is pretty similar. They didn't really mess around with what worked very much. As you alluded to, the uh, webcam is one of the big changes Instead of being in the lower left-hand corner like it is on Ryan's original XPS 13, it's now in the center of the machine, which makes it actually usable if you're in the tablet configuration. Because mm. as you would be holding a tablet and trying to use a front-facing camera, that's how you, you would want it. And this time, it's a Windows Hello camera. So you see the two lenses there. One yep. is a normal webcam. and The other is an IR camera for using facial recognition-based login. Which actually worked impressively well in my experience. This is the first time I've used the Windows Hello, Hello stuff. Yeah, it was for me too. And it's, it's been amazing. I mean, it would take less than a second to recognize my face on locked computer. I would just open the lid. It would recognize my face. I'd be in way, way quicker than I could have typed any password or done. Like I have this MacBook with Touch ID. and That's not exactly a fast thing. Right. You have to open the lid. You have to wait for it to kind of wake up to the initial screen. You have to put your fingerprint, your, your finger on the button. And the Siri button on this stupid thing is next to the fingerprint reader, so I end up hitting the Siri button half the time. It's kind of a mess. Mm. So, yeah, uh, Windows Hello is just a great feature, and I think more laptops that we're seeing, seeing should have it. Can you, like, get around it with, you know... Yeah, it, it has a password fallback. No, I don't mean that. The other way around. Like, what if I printed out, like, your Facebook profile picture I, really big and wrapped it around what, my head I mean, head that's what something. the IR is supposed to be for, for depth oh. sensing. So my guess is that it's it's doing some basic... 3D geometry of your face, hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's so you'll not You'll need a 3D printer proof, as but... opposed to just the picture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 3D printed Ken head. Okay, yes, got it. No. With, a, it with, is... an air, with, a, with a heat gun yeah. pointed at it to warm it up. Warm it up some and then hanging it from it, yeah. yeah. One of the cool things about the sort of hello implementation in Windows 10 is that you can retrain it a bunch. Like, you can just add additional scans to train it. So, like... I occasionally wear glasses, so I put on the glasses, and it wasn't recognizing me very well, but it just said, oh, we we aren't quite recognizing you this time. You can go back and add more images, so I did that. Like, uh, I had I had an issue learning. once. Yeah, I had an issue once with uh, having some gigantic headphones on my head, so I just kind of, like, retrained it, and then it was just flawless in any sort of circumstance. Mm. So if you... So it's judging you. Yeah, it's, it's judging you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that's just ugly. You're going to have to take those off or I'm not going to let you in. Everything is always judging you, Jeremy. I, that's the way I see it. Yeah. Uh, what about like... So the keyboard is a little bit different. The trackpad seems pretty much yeah, the same from yeah. previous XPS 13s. The hinge design seemed fine. Like you didn't notice any like... Uh, aggr- like I was going to say aggressive, but like obnoxious wobble of the screen while typing or anything like that. It seemed to be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dell has been doing these 360-style hinges for a while now. I think, like, the XPS 12 and a couple other machines oh. in their history have had it. And it's it's pretty much a solid problem at this point. It works well. It works exactly how you would expect from any sorts of these machines. The keyboard was fine. It's got lo- a little less travel than the regular XPS 13 just because they, they made, made it thinner. It, yeah, made it thinner. A little bit thinner. Yeah, so... It's still fine. It's still one of the better PC keyboards, in my opinion. And the trackpad is, again, unchanged. It's just, it, can, it's a good option. Connectivity? 
Uh, so you have one Thunderbolt 3 port, which is a Type-C connector, okay. uh, a USB 3.1 Type-C port, a micro SD card slot, and a headphone jack. Okay. And the, the best thing that Dell does with this computer is they give you a simple Type-C to Type-A dongle in the box. So converting it to a Type-A female. Yeah. So you can so plug, you can plug in a normal you can adapter. Plug any existing thing into your computer. It's a small detail. It probably cost them five dollars in if added that, yeah. bomb cost, and it just made me infinitely happy to see. Right? Because again, I bought this MacBook, and I was actually driving away from the Best Buy at the time, and I realized, oh crap, I can't plug anything into this. Yeah. I forgot to buy an adapter, so I went back and bought some dongles, and it was a bad experience. It's it's interesting because the XPS thirteen non two in one has Thunderbolt 3 on it, mm-hmm. but it also has a Type-A connector because it's a little bit thicker yeah. of, a, of a device. Um, so we, we did a page on performance here, but uh, I'm going to caveat this with our performance numbers were fairly low, and uh, after we published the review, we kind of went back and forth on them a little bit. After we published the review, they came back with this, did not matching their performance thing. So they sent us a new machine that we just got in today, so we're kind of retesting the performance aspects of it. We already see some of the differences they claim we would see, but also... We're seeing like the the Cinebench score we we're showing here of like our rating was seventy nine. We saw the new system come back and say eighty once, yeah, but also say one hundred and twenty six once. Th- there seems like to be a lot of variability with this sort of dynamic clocking power stuff they're doing. Yeah, and and again, like I said in the review, even though these benchmarks didn't score well mm-hmm. at least in our testing, and even the scores that Dell expects aren't necessarily the highest performing laptop you'll ever see. Using this laptop for normal tasks, I had no problem. Right. I used Photoshop. I edited photos. I web browsed. I did all of that sort of stuff, and I never ran into a performance issue. Never, so I, I, I yeah. think it's one of the things where the sort of aggressive power management they're doing to help battery life right. and to help thermals is – hurting them in benchmarks, but for normal usage scenarios, it's still acceptable. And it's interesting because you, you did some uh, clock speed – yeah. Uh, measurement slash recording this this graph here is the huawei matebook which is a uh, previous gen skylake based uh core m5 and um, a couple things worth noting is that it seems to stay at the higher clocks a little bit longer um than yeah. this graph here where it's it's maintaining lower ones but also note that like it's peaking you know just under 2.5 and it kind of has these little blurps up to 2.7 if you will um, but the XPS 13 2 and one with the Skylake base, you know, is hitting just under, it's probably hitting like 3.4 or almost 3.5 when it spikes up. So that's the benefit of the move from Skylake to Cabby Lake is that you get higher clock speed spikes. Um, and part of the Dell power management and the Intel power management is that the idea is to get work done very quickly and then be able to come back down into the power state. So I think a lot of this will come down to cooling and that what uh, and kind of, you know, it's it's a thin device, yeah. So it's it, it you know the amount of cooling you can put in it, and then when you when you heat it up, running something that is an elongated test like Cinebench, mm-hmm. it takes a while for it to kind of cool off. But the 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 idea is, not very often is a normal consumer doing yeah, a workload running like a load that. for yeah. that long. Yeah. yeah, I mean you're you're probably not encoding video on this. No, and if you are, then you you have to set a reasonable expectation for yeah. what that means for your system. I think, but I, but like other content creation stuff, like using Photoshop or Illustrator, you're up and down. You're not yeah. you're not constantly doing something. I mean, you might be applying a filter that takes a little bit of time, but 
you're not constantly hitting the right. computer. So it has time where it can downclock and improve thermals and the stuff battery like that. life. Battery life is pretty good at seven point three three hours. Yeah. Uh, this was a 1080p screen, right? That's yeah. the only option for this. Uh, I particular. think there's a higher oh, resolution it? option. Uh, it's kind of gone back and forth on Dell's website whether I've seen it or not, so I don't exactly know okay. how widespread it is. But I think currently they list it's pretty the, good the 3200 by 1800 or whatever it is. Yeah, so that, that's a pretty good result. It's, yeah. it's it's better than the Huawei MateBook that we had last year. Uh, although the Huawei MateBook was a was a tablet essentially and significantly thinner. Um, yeah, it's a 60 watt hour. So it does battery. have a 60 watt hour battery. Yeah, which is interesting because the regular Dell XPS 13 has a 60 watt hour battery in it as well. Um, and I happened to, long story short, I bought one at Costco thinking I was going to use it as my personal system. The battery life came back at like five and a half, just under five and a half hours um, because it has the QHD Plus screen, the 3200 by 1800, uh, which just kills your battery life. And, and it has a 15-watt processor in it. So for the same battery, sure. You're, sure. you have a higher-end processor and yeah. the yeah. high-resolution screen draining your battery. So this is 1299 Yeah. Is that high? Personally... I think it's high. Uh, performance questions aside, because we We're redoing still have some to dig that, yeah. more into that. It's not exactly as clear cut as we thought it was by looking at our one specific unit. There right. might have been an issue there. Uh, even if it performs within, I don't know, let's say 20% of the modern XPS 13, it's still difficult to justify for me. It's a price premium, and you have to really know whether or not you're going to use your... 13-inch laptop as a tablet. Right. I don't know how often I would do that. Yeah. I like having a touchscreen on a, ta- on a laptop. I think it's a convenient thing to have. I've grown used to it on some of these PC laptops we've been testing. But I don't know if I'd pay extra money for it. Yeah. And in this case, you're kind of paying extra for the thinner, lighter status of it versus yeah. a normal XPS 13. And that and that's just that's kind of par for the course for like Ultrabooks and, and yeah. Ultra Thins. Um, so check out the review. It's on PCPer.com. And like I said, we're going to re if, probably tomorrow we'll reevaluate all the performance testing. We'll update that page uh, accordingly once we get there. So uh, real quickly, Lee posted a review of the Corsair TXM series power supply, uh, 750 watts. Um, the TXM falls into the intermediate classification of power supply from Corsair. Uh, if you look at this picture, they apparently have seven seven different lines of power supplies. Yeah. Not seven different power supplies. No. Seven different lines of power supplies. Enough I've, to cover everything. I've certainly never heard of the VS series. Uh, that's general purpose. The lowest we've ever gone down in terms of when we buy stuff or do builds is the CX. Right? Like we've yeah. often used like the CX 400 yeah. or whatever. I was for using builds, the CX 650 fun. earlier this yeah. week. Um, but the, the benefit here is cost. It's still 80 plus gold. Uh, it still has a seven year warranty. Um, you know, all Japanese capacitors, 105C rated, all type of stuff. Uh, it's a fairly small power supply. Um, it is still, really skimpy on the plugins too. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's not a for, lot. for 750 Watts. It, it does look a little bit, a little bit skimpy there, but it has an MSRP of 99 bucks. Um, and it is a semi modular. So like your ATX power and, um, uh, I assume eight pin CPU and one nope. GPU are hard coded. Nope. No, what is just it? that, uh, just the, uh, ATX power plugs. Really? Yeah, everything else is module. Yeah. Huh. And one of those, uh, so the, is actually the eight pin, the eight pin CPU 
is still yeah. hard. Okay. So not the PCIe. I yeah, gotcha. I guess I gotcha. what you'd expect because nope. you could be using onboard graphics. You could be using I mean, hopefully, if you're using onboard graphics, you yeah, don't need a 750 watt power pressure. supply. Uh, but they may have other variants, other uh, uh, wattage <laughs> variants of this particular unit. So, yeah, you can see there, there's not a lot. You've got uh, two connections for GPUs. So they, they are two, uh, two connector cables. So you still have four uh, eight pin connections. And then you've got peripheral and SATA in there. So, Which, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, what I mean, are you going to do yeah. with more than four eight pins these days, really? I, and I, I start, I'm starting to think that like for a lot of this, like if you look, it's small. There's not a whole lot of complication inside the unit. Look at the connector output. It may just be that like components are just at an efficiency point that like offering it for less than 750 watts would be silly. Like yeah, like yeah. we could I, I think we could make it have... say 500, but it's not going to change any of the hardware inside yeah. or not much of it. I don't know. I think they do have lower wattages in this line. Yeah. At least like it makes the efficiency curve a little tighter, so you got to fudge yeah. that. So 99 bucks. Not fudge that, but fix it. Yeah, 99 bucks. Uh, still got a gold award. Seven year warranties are good with all that stuff. Uh, but if you're looking for a lot of connectivity, uh, not not the best option. But Corsair has plenty of power supply options for you. Did you want to go that route? All right, let's talk about uh, another story that Ken wrote. Look at Ken go. Hey, Alan, is your story on here? Not this week. Mm. 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 Ken, how about Josh? Is your story on here? Which, uh, what story you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A, a story? No, a right. story. Well, we were going to go into a little bit more depth of the uh, five oh, yeah, nanometer. Yeah, yeah. That's, true. that's true. Is that on? Is that where is it? It's not on there. We didn't think about it, but we can it's we will add it in. Uh, let's let's go back to the cryptocurrency discussion here. Um, this is it's it's popping up again. Everybody's kind of writing about it, and trying to get in on this train um, that that is rolling along. We first did a story on Bitcoin mining back in two thousand and eleven. July of 2011. We were all so young. We were, yeah. I think I was essentially a 10-year-old at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Seems about right. Essentially you still are. <laughs> we we did some we did some discussions on that. We did uh let me see what the what the GPU the good old days when we could actually explain what the hell was going on with the blockchain. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. So you know, we you looked at mega hashes per second of Bitcoin mining on the on the GUI miner, and we were looking at GPUs such as the Ares, the Asus Ares, which is two HD fifty eight seventies. Look at those uh, hash rates. Yeah, pretty interesting performance per dollars. We did all kinds of cool stuff on that. But anyway, that was that was uh, uh, six years ago. Yeah. Now we're going to use the same icon. <laughs> Because it's a great icon. Look at that icon. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think Scott made that for us, right? Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so the what, what? What the hell? There's this thing. <laughs> all, all right. So so let, let's step back a little bit. We have 2011, and then we have end of 2013, early 2014, which is where it really started to affect the PC hardware business. Last time we had at that point, I think it was like the 6970, and the 7970 came out at the end of 2013. That sounds right, right, Josh? Sure. Yeah, okay. We'll go with that. The 7970 just coming out, and hey, what? You couldn't buy any of them because yeah. miners were buying them all up. They weren't buying them up to mine Bitcoin. They're they buying them up to mine Litecoin. And fun currencies like Dogecoin, which is still the best cryptocurrency. Yes. So we 
we've definitely seen GPU shortages. Like we've seen GPU shortages in the past with AMD GPUs, mostly because of their price to performance ratio. But then the script algorithm, which those currencies were using, got solved by ASICs, and no one really talks about cryptocurrency mining anymore. That brings us to what I have coined, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep but, hammering this one on until it picks up as third wave cryptocurrency mining which is ethereum okay i i can't explain to you what ethereum is right now (laughs) i linked the white paper in that article you should pull open the white paper just so people can see okay is it supposed to not be ace like easily turned into an asic correct yeah the the workload is variable is it a mistake versus no not yet that, that's that's a rumored okay. thing that might happen. So when you're mining Ethereum, it could be a, essentially like, any workload. So you can't exactly ASIC optimize it. Okay. Because it could be anything. There's a- multiple, any so, any sort of algorithm. Yeah. So... I tried to I, when I was trying to read some of this, I was coming into discussions about, well, like, it's not really just meant as a currency. It's meant as, like... Um, literally a block exchange for anything. Like you yeah. could build software around Ethereum, and like I, I, I was like, I don't. Can I, I just want my quarters and and dollar bills? Let me you pay you for software. Don't me with the details. Just give me money. Uh, well, so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. to, to some degree, sure. Can we print out some eight bit Bitcoin coins from that picture? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Ethereum is a sort of natural evolution of this whole blockchain stuff. It's a very advanced thing. It's people have been thinking about this for six years now. They've put a lot of development effort into it, and there's a sort of diehard community. So they've come up with this. And at some point in the last, we'll say six months, Ethereum started becoming worth a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that caused. Another GPU shortage, this time with Polaris-based GPUs, the 470, the 480, the 570, the 580, these sort of newest GPUs that AMD sells, since they haven't introduced any higher-end options as we wait for Vega. And right now, you cannot find one of these for anywhere near MSRP, no matter where you look. Yeah. Uh, I've had an alert set up for these, for RX 580 come in stock, and... By the time I get the alert from now in stock and I click the link, it's already sold out. We're talking like minutes. Yeah. Every mm. single time one of these GPUs comes in stock. And they're at such a premium right now because of the price to performance to watt ratio they get when doing cryptocurrency mining, essentially. So mm-hmm. Ethereum uses uh I guess I guess it uses multiple algorithms, but Essentially, AMD's GPUs are built better to perform in these certain algorithms, and at the, at the prices they're selling, it becomes extremely profitable to buy one of these GPUs, mine with it, and take the profit. Essentially, so and that led you to uh, like, you know, the uh, idea of yeah. of like, okay, so so say you have a GPU, you bought a 1080 Ti, you play games a, a couple hours a day at the most. Uh, maybe while you're out at work, you're starting to think, hey, hey, maybe this GPU could work for me. I, I kept seeing people refer to this. And like I, we did the Bitcoin mining thing and we did the Litecoin mining thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, I guess it's time to get back into this crap. <laughs> so I had the recommendation of a program called NiceHash. And it's amazing at how, far, how far this stuff has come. NiceHash is essentially a 
marketplace connecting people who yeah. want to buy computing power to people who want to sell computing power. So if you want a lot of cryptocurrency mine, but you don't have the hardware, you can place essentially a buy order buying up a certain amount of compute time for a certain compute power for a certain time. And then that order is fulfilled by the sellers, which are people with GPUs running uh, any sort of mining application connecting to the nice hash servers, or as we've been doing the nice hash miner, which is a very nice, very well-developed application, which will benchmark your GPU against all of these sort of different algorithms that these cryptocurrencies are using. Mm-hmm. Beyond Ethereum, we're talking Zcash, we're talking Sia coin, we're talking a whole bunch of different altcoins, as they're called. And it will essentially benchmark your GPU to figure out the performance and then start mining them for maximum performance. So right. if they get a buy order in and... Uh, Ethereum is is Ethereum is in demand right now. Your PC will be mining Ethereum for someone. If Zcash is really in demand, it will be mining Zcash. And uh-huh. where this comes into play is AMD GPUs and NVIDIA GPUs tend to kind of be better at different currencies. So there are a lot of CUDA mining applications, but just because of architectural reasons, the NVIDIA GPUs may not be as good as AMD GPUs and something like Ethereum, but however, for Zcash, they're great. So it's a lot of sort of price to performance to a lot of math that you don't have to do anymore. Right. What's interesting about this this kind of service is that you just kind of install it, run it, give it a a Bitcoin wallet because it it will deposit your money in Bitcoin. Yeah, so instead of getting paid in all of these esoteric altcoins, you're getting paid in Bitcoin, which is the, as we've seen in the last couple of weeks, extremely valuable uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, But like you said, it benchmarks it, and then you just kind of hit it, and then like as the bidding shifts, as more people want to buy into this or this, they'll change your algorithms to make it more profitable for you because they're taking a 3% cut or whatever it is. So it's more profitable for them if you're more effective uh, getting the work yeah. done. I mean, you could absolutely maximize your profit by picking these old coins to mine. And that's what the people who are buying these, this GPU right. power are doing. They're doing the math. They're figuring out the market. They're doing all this sorts of crap. They're mining to specific Ethereum pools or Zcash pools. It's, but it's a lot to keep on top of. Whereas you could just start this application, walk away, and it's fine. And right. you can set it up to do things like when you're only start mining when you're idle for a certain amount of time. So if you're idle mm. for an hour, start mining in the background because you're obviously not using your GPU. You're obviously not using your computer at that point. Yeah. And we've got these expensive GPUs in our computer that for most people, they're not gaming a whole lot because they have got other crap to do in sure. their life. So Wait, it kind of makes sense to try to recoup some of that cost. Electricity is obviously a concern, but yeah. with the current values for Bitcoin. It's funny because if you look six years ago, how much was the Bitcoin worth? Like $14. $14. Wrote that right? article. And the electricity hasn't really changed. Cost of electricity hasn't huh? really changed. Why, why now you, Bitcoin is worth like, like $2,500. <laughs> yeah. So the profitability of this is substantially uh, higher, right? Yeah. In, in theory. Yeah. So, like a couple, of, there's, there's lots of places that have done benchmarks of like which GPUs will earn you what. A quick rundown is like uh, an RX 580 would, could make you about three and a quarter a day. Uh, R9 Fury X makes you about five bucks a day, and a GTX 1080 Ti makes you about ten bucks a day, right? So in theory, if you could buy a 1080 Ti for what five ninety nine, is that supposed to be the MSRP, right? Of a what 1080 Ti? Uh, is it five ninety nine? No, six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. 
So you could, in theory, almost pay for a 1080 Ti after two plus months. Yep. Yeah, but if you could buy a 580 for a 199, 200 to 250, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. pay it off. It pays in itself off in like a, a month. month. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're going for $400 on eBay. Yeah. Yep. Which, as a side note, if you own a Polaris-based GPU, sell it on eBay and buy a better GPU because it's free at this point. Just, it's as just, long as you can buy the one free you upgrade. want. Because what we've yeah. seen is when you wrote, wrote the yeah. story last week, it was only really the AMD GPUs that were getting hit by this. Since then, we've started to see like the GTX 1070s. Yeah, they're starting which to sell out too. Were, were almost, are now getting uh, price hikes and they're getting significantly yeah. harder and to find. The 1070 is actually an interesting uh, situation because in a lot of the stuff, it performs better than the 1080 because of GDDR5 versus GDDR5X. Mm. I, find uh, that, I find that interesting. What the, I mean, there's a latency. Difference. This is the latency. You aren't necessarily concerned yeah. about throughput for a lot of this stuff. You're concerned more about yeah, latency. but the I, yeah, that's fine. In it general, just depends on the higher, specific yeah, yeah, higher frequencies would, in general, I would assume, give you average, lower average latency. But clearly, there's a difference. So yeah, I find it all very interesting. We're running some systems here, just like well, for a couple of reasons. One, we don't have to buy the hardware, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, at that point, if you've already got the hardware, it kind of just makes sense to run it. And if you've got the air conditioning and the electricity to do it. That is another consideration is like, also, if you did your system build, not only AC, but if you did your system build and your power supply might not have been up to snuff, you're going to find out. That's true. Well, true. yeah. Because this I mean, will load a GPU you're more than GPU, some games It's, it's one of those like power virus type yeah. applications, right? So yeah. hopefully you've you've built your G, you know your system in a way that your power supply is. I'm just saying if you, over that. If your system just like randomly starts shutting down. Although I will say, also if your antivirus application starts. Oh, that's true. Saying, hey, oh. uh, what are you doing? It's because if if you randomly found these applications on your PC, it would be bad news. But yeah. since you're specifically installing them, because there's, ma- there's malware a- that has miners built in, and unfortunately, oh right, the, it's the same miners. It's the same, the same miner code. Yeah. <laughs> so the the AV makers were just like making the signature off of the mining code as opposed to the malware that was running the miner. Right. Right. So they they kind of like focused on the wrong thing. But yeah, you know. ESET, which I know you use, is very bad about it. He said, "Oh well, not 30, I don't, not I don't run that on that machine. So yeah, not thirty two is like as it turns out. <laughs> um, so it's it's interesting. I will say uh, I was going to say like credit to what what Corsair power supply was it? Was it the there was the RM one thousand I or so, yeah RM one thousand X's? We were running at like a thousand and fifty watts yep. for days. <laughs> it was a champ, yeah, <laughs> and and it has gone. I think we were it ended up kind of just like going like okay, it's proven itself. Let's put a twelve hundred watt. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like okay but it but it, like it does create this environment where you start to see other things like uh you know you hook up five gpus to one motherboard with ribbon cables and stuff like uh-huh. that and it's, all of a it's sudden, a like, fascinating fascinating world can the motherboard push that much power through all of its pci express slots can, can the power supply really connect to five gpus and and not have its ocp you can know, the driver figure out what the hell is going on if you give yeah. it five different generation gpus <laughs> And that, that turns out pretty good at it's that actually these, pretty these good. days. Yeah. And we do we have any systems mixing AMD and Nvidia? We no. don't. We've done Pe- people do that yeah, because do I it. mean you can I mean, have their drivers installed side by side now. Yeah. But I these no. So, yeah. I, I find it really interesting and if I think by by next week if people if people think it's interesting and they want to kind of contribute to PC port in a different way, this might be an interesting um like social experiment of what people 
how big of an audience do you have and how much are they willing to contribute of, of their idol clocks yeah. to something like this? Because it's basically, Jeremy, you've done this for a long time, like folding at home, bio-ink. Like this is essentially the same idea as yeah. instead of uh, contributing to science – Contribute to something else. <laughs> You're right. warming uh, the, the bottom line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it, it's 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 super interesting, uh, if nothing else. So we'll we'll be keeping an eye on that. But from from a gamer's per- perspective, it sucks because now the GPUs want to buy you can't find. Yep. Yeah, can't buy them. But yeah, if you yeah. have them, you might as well mine yeah. with them. I, I, so, I, I, how does the how does the two ninety and three ninety Xs do? They do well. The problem is that they're very power hungry, like two seventy five, yeah. two hundred ninety watt cards. Yep. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the, the 1080 Ti outperforms them considerably. Well, sure, and that's 250 watts, yeah. and then a 1080 is 180 watts, right? So you get it. You start to you start to measure. Um, you know, you have to take into account power consumption to some degree because the more efficient you are, the less you're spending on electricity and like air conditioning. Yep. Which I'm super excited to see what an air conditioning bill <laughs> looks like here now, especially since it's been 95. Yeah, it's been recently. in the 90s here. Now I heard something interesting today is that. Apparently, with the price of Bitcoin as it is now, it's actually becoming profitable to mine on AWS instances. Uh, I did the math the other day, is, and no. Is it not there and yet? No. A dollar an hour. I, 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 I did a but. lot of Googling for cloud services that offer GPUs, and there are a couple <laughs> where you could break even, but no. AWS's GPU instances are very expensive. So, so maybe that was done with the 2900 cost. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that, that might. That yeah, might considering swing it the other way. considering that Bitcoin is gone. That virtual gaming service that you were trying out, they sent me the email, but I, I couldn't get on it because they didn't have one close enough to me. I couldn't work up the courage to install they're a crypto a miner on well, so Liquid Sky. But there, there's <laughs> it's a, it's you a could. new Steam yeah, app I'm trying out. They're a dollar an hour, right? So you got to think. You have to make more than $25 a day. Well, what GPU is installed on those? Not a 1080 Ti. Oh, well, then you're not going right? to. So it, and that's only like $10 a day. The so. Liquid yeah. Sky is supposed to move to Vega. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to double <laughs> its throughput. So. Uh, anyway, we'll follow up with that. And we'll keep an eye on it. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those interesting things where uh, AMD and NVIDIA love to sell graphics cards. And there's even like the rumors going around. I think there was a story posted today on WCCF Tech about like, NVIDIA releasing 1060s and 1080s that are specifically geared towards mining. And Which maybe- is starting to seem very credible at this point with all of the leaks but it, we've seen. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You're already selling all of the stuff. Why make new cards that are cheaper? Because it's the hot thing. I mean, yeah, but that, that doesn't... But see, here's they, the thing. They, they they, the only thing I could think about well, is Ryan. if they have been GPUs that would be perfect for this purpose that they can't sell otherwise. I don't know... Yeah. I don't know what that what would be. Part like output channels failed? But video output channels. It seems unlikely. GPU. Yeah. No, they all, the pictures but that we no, saw I mean, had all video outputs. We were complaining last time that, yeah, AMD is selling all of these boatloads of cards, but they're not seeing a penny more than they would have True. on a normal exactly volume. exactly the case now. The resellers are making all of that extra money. If AMD was to suddenly say, yeah, we're cranking up the price of something, or NVIDIA, we're cranking up the price by 25%, 33%, because they're super popular right now, People would go insane, and rightfully so. But the rumored prices you are actually the opposite. A card that they're, they're sold for three hundred bucks. Make it a mining card; it's special, and sell it an extra hundred bucks. People will buy them. Yeah, people now, people are pointing out that there's no dis, there's no display outputs yeah, on these. The, the, on these the rumor cards. is well, actually the opposite, is, Jeremy. That it will be like a hundred to hundred fifty dollars cheaper because it's. But what would they have sold that GPU at originally? Well, it's a that's it's the GPU thinking. from a 1080. It might just have like a single for DVI like 350. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I, I would assume no, they went the other way. Uh, the, it's the, a 1060 selling for 1080 prices. Yeah. 
So, Ryan, that image you're looking at in mm-hmm. that WCCF tech post has a DVI connector, but the article says they will have no video inputs. So I think it might just be like a bad, like, mm-hmm. hey, we just took our 1060 uh, and we put it in this slide without yeah. thinking about. So, and the thing that's interesting is it's even though this, this helps AMD because they're just selling everything that they could possibly make, uh, and it helps AMD's partners, the, the thing you have to remember is in the long run, this is bad for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, because Absolutely. of two reasons. One is the eventual flood of used uh, uh, gear that will end up on eBay and Amazon resellers and all that type of stuff. When when this stuff kind of eventually either levels out or crashes, depending on what, what it's going to do. The other reason is you're selling GPUs, but you're not selling people into your ecosystem. You're not selling people into the Radeon gaming world, which is where you want because you want them to come back for more. You want them to... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, be part of that community, buying other software services, hardware, etc. Uh, and the same for AMD and NVIDIA. Like, a sale is a sale, no doubt. Nobody's going to turn it down. But you really want them to buy into the idea of the GPU, mm-hmm. of the graphics, of the gaming side. Um, you know, geez, one thing you I haven't like a understood yet. Or something there. Go ahead, Josh. Uh, one thing I haven't understood yet <clears throat> with GPUs, especially, is uh, why can't I get the first sample free? Of their digital smack. Because, you know, when you're a dealer and a pusher, you got to give the free sample and they'll keep coming back for more. Right. I still haven't gotten my free sample. I understand. Okay, other than writing. You, do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah. Yeah. I should be in marketing. No. <laughs> Me and Pablo. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, a lot Marketing of other stuff. behind the 7-Eleven. A lot of other stuff to get to. I do want to uh, point out we did get uh, two uh, Patreon contributors, contributors, contributions. Uh, Thomas Binbo pledged $3. Thank you, Thomas. And uh, Dimitri, we need Josh Tech t-shirts. Edited their we pledge do. from $10.99 to $12.99. The Howling at the Moon, Howling at the Optical Drive. Or not the drive, Howling at the Optical Disc. This, yeah. Josh Tech t-shirt. Really, oh, thank really you. Scary. But are you sure that's wise? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I think that's a that's a that's a profit source that we have yet to <sighs> exploit. Merchandising. <laughs> PC perspective: the flamethrower. You know, what would be even better is instead of an optical drive, just have your PC per logo up there that I'm howling to. Yeah, well, we don't want to be associated. Yeah. Now we're gone. <laughs> yeah, no, this was a Josh Tech t-shirt. Yeah, we don't want to cross this the sites. Very- <laughs> Very different entities. Don't cross the stripes. You know, uh, circular. Well, very little association. Yeah. No, it can work. All right, let's get to the other stuff. Uh, Samsung announced a FreeSync 2. What did I say? FreeSync 2. FreeSync 2. Uh, HDR display. They actually announced three of them. That is the size of a Cadillac. So this, yes. these are the first FreeSync 2 announcements, uh, which means that they are... Uh, they have to have to have low frame rate compensation. They have to have some minimum brightness level. They have to have like what was it I say, twenty five percent higher than sRGB or fifty percent higher. No, two x larger color space than sRGB. Yeah, not volume space. Yes. Yep. Um, so this is one hundred twenty five percent of the sRGB color space. Ninety five percent of the DCI PE. I think that should be P three color space um, for these displays. But the one that's interesting, the most interesting, is this forty nine inch. <laughs> ultra wide the c49 hd 90 49 inches across yeah. a 32 by 9 aspect ratio with a 1800 r curvature 3840 by 1080 resolution 
So this is essentially this may temper your excitement a little bit. It is essentially two 1080p monitors side by side, side by side, mm-hmm. with no bezel yep. in the middle, no seam. Uh, but it is 144 hertz. So your Threadripper hertz. machine comes with a a, head, a neck breaker monitor. <laughs> a neck breaker. <laughs> Uh, 144 hertz refresh rate um, with that, you know, the HDR and all that type of goodness involved in this. 1499 pre-orders are already ongoing, uh, and it ships, I think, at the end of June. The price isn't bad. 1499 is not as bad as it could have been for certain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, just looking at it, it's even even hard. Like I saw a picture of one on a desk. At some point, and it just looks crazy. What's funny is you're tempted to call a 1080p panel, but it's kind of a 4K panel. What do they call it? It's not kind of a 4K panel. It's 4K wide. It's half 4K. Yeah. 38. It's 4K divided like 1080p panels. This is two. Right. It's half 4K. They call it DFHD for double full high definition. Double freaking HD. So how wide Whoa, is this thing? Oh, that's a double full forty-nine inch HD. angular, so it's All probably forty-five wide or something. Yeah, like what maybe? would the? I don't know. That's fairly large. The, I have to do the math. What would the, what would the size of what would the size of the two 1080p panels be if they were in place of that? Uh, like what would the diagonal? So, It'd be 24, 24 inch. Yeah, two twenty-fours. Yep. Oh, that's okay. not bad. That's actually because pretty reasonable. Because division is hard for Alan. <laughs> <laughs> how do you get the guy? How do you get the Where do you get divided by two? By two? It's, that doesn't work that way. Why not? Yeah, well, because the right. diagonal is on a different angle. And it's pretty close. The angle yeah, of the diagonal is in yeah. direct proportion to the heat of the beat. <sighs> and yeah. Anyway. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So it would be slightly larger than two twenty fours. You have a whiteboard. It would be slightly larger than not two. On the oh, wall. yeah. Yeah. Okay, and you can hold it up. Uh, they also announced... <laughs> probably like 227s. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think you're smoking crack now, Alan. Okay. Also, uh, they announced the... So the line is a CHG70, which is available in a 32 and a 27-inch. These are 2560 by 1440 resolution, so your standard 60 by 9 resolution. One millisecond response rate. FreeSync 2 still. Same color spaces. Um, they, oh, and by the way, all three of these use Santum, uh, Samsung's Quantum Dot technology. 144 hertz refresh rates. Uh, these two are $599 for the, um, the 27 inch version and $699 for the 32 inch version. So that's, I mean, for $699, you can get a 32 inch, 25 by 14, 144 hertz HDR panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen them in person, so I can't judge the quality or, you know, what the. You know what the difference between a hundred hundred percent DCI-P3 versus ninety five percent DCI-P3 would actually be, um, but they're but they're impressive. These and these are I think. Can you sh- put a link in our chat that their pre-orders started? Yeah, their pre-orders on, the Samsung, on Samsung at least. I think Newegg as they're do- well. They're doing it dumb. Like the the forty nine inch you pre-order through Amazon. The you can pre-order the forty nine inch more places as well. I know oh, really? Micro Center is doing it at least. The thirty two inch was at Newegg, and then the twenty seven inch was going to be at Samsung. I know so. you can get the twenty seven and the thirty two at Samsung at least. Okay, and I saw the forty nine at Micro Center. Mm-hmm. I think the two smaller ones are like July. They were saying like July tenth ish. Right. Yeah, that's that's still pretty. Still pretty impressive. I, I'm, I'm eager to see those. Like, I would like to see more of the HDR stuff more sooner. Thank you, please. 
Uh, Xbox One X, we don't have to talk about this a whole lot because we have talked about Scorpio quite a bit. But now we know the, the name, the Xbox One X. And we know it's going to be available November 7th for four ninety nine. What do you what do you guys think about the pricing on that? I know whatever we had debated whether it was going to be three ninety nine or four ninety nine before the press conference, um, but the fact that you're getting a eight core processor, but it's a Jaguar core base still, a six teraflop GPU that is kind of a mixture of Polaris Vega, Polaris Vega based on what they've said, twelve gigs of memory, GDDR five memory. Um, one terabyte standard hard drive for four hundred ninety nine dollars. I mean, from a pure specification standpoint, that's impressive. Yeah, I, I think it's a, I think objectively, it's a fair price. Price. I think if you take into point their market position and what people are willing to pay for consoles, it's a hundred dollars too expensive. I don't know. You know what the best part about that is? No, it's still got an optical disc. Yeah. Well, don't, yeah. it's don't, got don't, a 4K don't. Blu-ray drive in it, unlike yeah. the PS4 Pro. How cool is that? Which, if you took the PS4 Pro and added the price of a 4K Blu-ray drive, you'd be over the Xbox One X. It's true. Mm. Um, so obviously they're pushing like 4K capabilities on this. You know, they, they've <laughs> done a lot of talk about 4K 60, and <laughs> you know, talking about some games or mini games being designed for it. And and I think they show uh, Forza or a racing game running at 4K 60. They showed. I think every 4K title they showed was running at 60. Well, okay. If they're showing it at 4K, I'm sure they're doing that. Um, that yeah, that makes sense. Um, but, you know, there's still going to be the... This This is the equivalent. So if you look at raw teraflops, it's the equivalent of a GTX 580. I'm sorry, an RX 580, mm-hmm. not a GTX 580. Um, done that twice today. The however, the Microsoft has done, you know, they're talking about the efficiencies of the operating system and... Uh, the APIs they were able to build into it because it is console, not a general standard PC, that they're getting more efficiency out of that six teraflops than they would otherwise. So they're comparing it up to like a GTX 1070 level of performance. Some people the, have. Yeah, that quote came from, from the a developer. Arc developer, okay. which, I mean, is a very PC-focused developer. They started on the PC, and they've been doing early access on Steam for a long time. So yeah. you would think they would have a decent understanding of sort so, of PC hardware compatibility. begs the question... Can you mine on an Xbox One X? <laughs> uh, if you made Basically, a UWP mining application, because mm. UWP apps follow to the Xbox One now. Yeah, there you go, guys. I don't know what your memory limitations are. I mean, it's 8 gigs of GDDR. It's up to 9 gigs of yeah. GDDR4, right? I think UWP apps only get 1 gigabyte uh, of RAM. Just make it a game. Couldn't do that. You nope. have to go through. Like, I don't think you're going to get this process. one from the Windows Store. All right. I don't know. Where's the shot? Gonna be some nice Russian boy. Uh, so I mean, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty cool, right? Um, I know we have a lot of people that listen to the show that don't really care anything about consoles, but I, I, I think it's super interesting to see the technology they can cram into these machines and what they're willing to sell them for. So it, is, is is it a good or bad thing that the console cycles have? become quite a bit shorter i mean it was like seven years and well, now we've got what two years since the xbox one s well no. that doesn't really count xbox that was one just, to xbox one s then the, the one s doesn't count it's just they yeah. made it smaller but. it was it was oh, if sure you're it asking does. dr lisa sue the answer is yes no i mean <laughs> they've always made like the ps2 slim and the ps1 one like they've always done that that didn't count as a new generation yeah, but not at this compressed timeline uh, Usually the slim ones have been when they're about ready to introduce the new version. They have a smaller, lower price that people can get 
who are not willing to pay the higher price of you know a four ninety nine PS three. Right. Sure. Um, I, I I mean I think with the 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 homogenization the standardization of componentry in these that it makes sense and I also think that it's it's in the end it's good news for PC gamers that this console comes out and pushes 4K on developers so developers that maybe um, had have always been console focused now have the desire to spend the time and money on asset generation for 4K content you know higher resolution uh, textures and and better lighting effects or whatever you need to get 4K looking as good as it can. And some of that will roll down to the PC. I think the frequent iterations of console hardware also means that console developers, console focused developers will now have to be more aware of what you do when you have to address multiple levels of hardware at a time with one with one game. Something that PC developers have had to do mm-hmm. forever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's only going to improve the ecosystem. Uh, and I don't think this has to be like one ecosystem uh, uh, Gaining market share over the other, or or vice versa. So, uh, I, I I'm excited. So, what is that? What did I say? November seventh. Yeah. For that, I mean, I'm going to pre-order one yeah. half because I want a 4K Blu-ray player, anyways. Yeah. And I have like I have a Xbox One, and I play games on that occasionally yeah. when I'm not doing it on PC. So, seems like a decent investment. Who is excited for wireless charging mice? There we go. We got one over there. Uh, have you ever been using a wireless mouse only to have it suddenly die while you were, say, uh, working on something? Nope, never. And then I, I know just, at least I three just, people in this office. Then that I just plug it in. What's that? Then I just plug it in. Yeah, well, what if you where's didn't the have cable? To? Right there on the That's desk. That's why really, ones with not batteries. Always, not. But what if you kept your desk neat instead of a mess? Yeah. What it's if right, it's on top well, of all the stuff on the desk. With you, it's then? on top of the mess. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Logitech announced PowerPlay. Which is a mouse mat, mouse mat that has uh, wireless charging capability over the entirety of the mat, not just one location. Mm-hmm. Now you have to have a specific mouse to support this. They've announced two mice as well, the G nine hundred three and the G seven hundred three, that support this. Uh, but the idea is you never have to charge your mouse again. You never have to plug it in, or it's just it always is charging. It's, it's infinite power. Well, infinite power okay. as long as that mouse mat. Cable stays plugged in. Okay. Right? So, um, does this mean that your uh, wrist is uh, constantly getting an MRI? Uh, I think the, EMF, the EFI on this is going to be really low. I would imagine. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, it, it's, so I have the G900, which is the progenitor to this G903 that's shown in this, in this photo. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really like it. But when you have a high speed, like high performance sensor that they do. It uses a lot of power. So like the battery life of that mouse might be it's like a day or two. No, it's a little bit it longer. Than that. It might be five days. Maybe I guess four days. Depends on how much you're actually. But like using the, the MX master that you use can go weeks. Yeah. Right. So it's well, just, which is just long enough for you to put that cable away. Like, ah, I don't <laughs> right. need that. Exactly. No. Uh, <laughs> So the idea with this is for the high-performance gaming, you know, they've already gone out of their way to prove that the wireless uh, tech works for gaming, that there's no latency and yeah, lag very th- good. differentials. Yeah. Um, so now they just provide power up through that thing. And apparently it was a very difficult technical um, problem to solve to get a surface that is 275 by 320 millimeters. Where you could be anywhere on anywhere the Anywhere on the mat, and it's still yeah. providing. There's and even if you're spots. using it full speed, yeah. it's providing enough power, more power than the mouse can consume. Right? So uh, 
it will charge faster if you leave the mouse still because the mouse sensor goes into a you know a power save state and the and the yeah the rest of the mouse powers down right uh, it'll, it'll charge faster if you turn the LEDs off things like that right you know they're they're very but, upfront my, about but my RGB but if, but if the mouse is always just sitting on the pad you're not worried about the yeah. the rate anyway it'll now just... it still has a normal battery in it like you can you yeah. can plug it in so if you're gonna go some you want to take your mouse with you you don't want to take your power play with you then mm-hmm. you can still do that and it can still it basically works exactly as the G900 does. Uh, today, uh, the the power play has like a it's it's a hard surface, and then they give you the soft surface to cover it if you want it, if you prefer that. Uh, and the wireless power still works through it. Um, mm. Or no, actually, there you get there's the surface, and then you get the hard or uh, soft topper on top of it. And then the the bottom of the mouse has a either a 10 gram weight, like a circular 10 gram weight, or the power play charger, like charging module Coil or thing. Something. Yeah. So, I, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. It's not it's not inexpensive. The the, the G900 was a hundred fifty nine dollar mouse. The G903 is a hundred fifty dollar mouse, uh, and the G703 is a hundred dollars. And then the the mat itself is ninety nine bucks. Well, another ninety nine dollars. Another hundred bucks. Another hundred bucks. Yeah, about ninety nine ninety nine. That's, that's too expensive. Like, it's first gen, and the price will come down. Are they? That's too expensive right now. So the 903 costs the same as the 900. Yeah. Are they going to just Phase out the 900 and make the 903 what you buy? Um, probably, because it will work without this power play right. thing. Yeah, I, I, w- I would imagine they would, because now now they've basically added a new feature to the 903 where you can have a 10-gram weight or not. Yeah. Whereas on that one, you didn't. Right. So you just buy that mouse, and even if you didn't Unless it intend maybe to buy the affects mat. the size of the internal battery... Like maybe they had to make the internal battery smaller. I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to see. We're, we'll get these. We'll get this hardware in pretty soon. So, I, I'm I'm really impressed with it. I it's one of those things that people have asked for for a long time. Like, why don't you charging. just have the mouse charge all the time? Somebody in the comments said, "Why not get a? Why not make it bigger so your keyboard sits on it and your keyboard just gets its power from it too?" Because it's expensive to make this kind of a mat. Yeah, that's true. Eventually, it will be less expensive, but I like the idea, right? It's built into your desk. Now you have a wireless keyboard as well. It's basically a a bunch of coils, you know, with that are powered at a very high frequency. Is the thing? Yeah. So it's different. This is this is probably, if I'm guessing correctly, it's probably different than your typical inductive charger. I don't know. They did say the only the only thing I know about that is they basically said, "I said, when are we going to get bigger pads of this?" And they said. Unless there's like a fundamental technological change, yeah. they don't know if they'd be able to get larger pads past EFI regulations, like all over the world. So, yeah, because that's, that's probably I working. I plug in my mouse pad, and suddenly the airport goes dark. <laughs> yeah, and the voices in my head start up. Do and not all the use, airplanes fall from the sky. Don't use this in uh, coach if your seat's empty. <laughs> next week, you plug it into your laptop, and you've got your mouse out. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I'm sure it's fine, actually. Uh, so that's coming out. That'll be out, uh, I think, end of July, middle of July, something like that. Yeah, So, but it's basically like, I said, joked saying MRI before, but it's probably using magnetic resonance to transfer the power. It's just not at the power level of an MRI. But Oh, no. You know, no. it's... I how can't fast lift charge my if mouse. It was, so. But if that, if that lowers the strain on our, uh, you know, medical ecosystem maybe that'd be worth it you game for a few hours you game for a few hours and you end up with a scan of your hand like <laughs> just prints out on the screen oh, you could you could chart the rsi as you play dota too yeah yeah exactly yeah. you could just watch here are the stress points <laughs> 
Uh, Logitech also announced a G43 gaming headset. I'm not going to dive much into this. Uh, Sebastian did a news post, but he's finishing up uh, the final points of a review on it as well. It's available in cool colors like red, black, blue, and camo blue. Uh, but the, the interesting thing about this is that they're 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 trying to get away from the like only gamers would wear this type of headset that they have made in the past. Uh, trying to get As something compared more. Compared to Tickle Me Elmo is going to wear yeah. these. This is as fashion well. forward, I would say. This is. I mean, I mean yeah, look, Cookie Monster is going to look one, great but, in the blue, right? Uh, yeah. Just because Pick you guys are ears. old and don't pay attention to what the stylings of the hip young kids do doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. I'm too busy telling them to get off my one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it does have the same uh, drivers as the more expensive 933 headset. And these are $99. Bucks. Um, they are uh, wireless. No. Hold on. I see no wires coming no, I think out of it's this. it's got velour wire. I'm sorry, say that again? Yeah. 3.5 millimeter yeah, audio yeah, mic yeah, you're velour right, you're right. wire. Smooth velour. They also, I will also point out that, um, I don't know if we had it noted in here, but Logitech told me that they did a lot of work on the microphone side of things. Because a lot of, you know, with gaming headsets, a lot of the complaint is that your voice is tinny. And, and, and yeah, the, thing the is, gaming microphones usually suck. And yeah. the thing is, there's an awful lot of, uh, there's usually variance from mic to mic. Like just the way that they're in made. the same product, you mean? Yeah. Like just, just the, the physical, if you ordered a thousand of these little mic parts to put in these things, like you just get, you know, one might sound different than another one. Right. Right. And some of them do come out like really tinny. They said they've added, uh, they said they worked on this a lot on this one, so it should be a deeper, fuller sound to the microphone. All right. So we'll, we'll wait for Sebastian's take on that, uh, hopefully in the not too distant future. Um, what else we got in here? Alienware 51. They announced a Core i9 variant and a Threadripper variant. An exclusive Threadripper variant. Yeah. What does that mean? They said they we have don't know yet. exclusive pre-built systems using Threadripper. They didn't give like a time frame or anything for it? Of course not. <laughs> uh, and we don't know how long it's going to oh, be exclusive. Oh, through 2017, they said. Oh, it says through 2017? Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So that's disappointing. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like if you're main gear, you know those types of guys. Origin PC, that's probably pretty frustrating. Unless maybe that doesn't count. OEM partners are different than like boutique SIs. I don't know. I don't know what their their clever uh, relationship building. Exclusive. Would do. We're the only. Uh, Can I not buy these parts? Put them in a computer and sell them. We're the only Alienware. No. We're the only oh. Alienware PC maker. Uh, with the with Alien putting Threadripper in our in our thing. Yeah. 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 Exclusive. It's not called Dell. Yeah. So, Alienware. I mean, and, and this also gave us a time frame for release, correct? Because didn't they say you can pre-order these starting July, June 27th? I think we'll that's be available yes. beginning June 27th. I think that's supposed to be July. Yeah, I think it's July. It's July. It's July 27th. 13 days. Sebastian, if you're listening, double check that for me. Go in there and make that fix. I'm pretty sure that's July 27th. Because otherwise, holy shit. But. By the way, uh, I'm pretty sure this this rendering. Uh, what do those GPUs look like to you guys? Five eighties. Yep. GTX five eighty. Yes, and also there's no power supply cables coming out of the power supply. So what's the TDW on the Threadripper? Uh, uh, they don't say. Because <laughs> that looks like, like a official. 
That looks pretty small of a cooler. Uh, I wouldn't put anything into. I wouldn't take anything into consideration from this photo, okay. other than the no. shape of the case on the outside. That, that yeah. does if look I like had a pretty guess, big cooler. Though. If I had a guess, it's eh. like it's a hundred and forty watt TDP. Okay. I if I had a guess, I would say maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but it's nice, it's, nice to get a, it's nice to get a time time frame for that. It's, it's pretty stupid that the bottom wide of these is going to be with the GTX 1050 Ti. A 16-core processor with a 16 or 12-core processor with 1050 Ti. A gaming 16-core processor. Editing, then you should get a better GPU. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, okay, so let me ask you this oh, okay. before we go on. Yes, you may. About TDPs yes. is uh, didn't Computex some, some, some air-cooled guys show off? Threadripper, Threadripper fans. So it's got to be less than 180. Hey, but Josh. Hey, but what? What if there was more than one TDP? There can be only one. 140 watt TDP and 150 and 165 at the high end. What if? What if? Well, you could possibly happen. But I'm just saying that once you get above 180, you're looking at uh, all water cooling. Uh, yes, you are. So then why would you have... Okay, well, I guess you answered the question. <laughs> what if? Ta-da! Yeah, I don't know. You're so smart. You're I, so smart. I'm, I'm so dumb. Well, well, well. Speaking uh, of that, I did the math on those monitors. It's 27 inch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of which, what what were we talking about? Of him being so dumb with uh, oh, no one had a math. HD. That was, did the that math. was like... He did the monster math. That was math, like math 25 was, minutes ago. Math is hard. Yeah, I know. <gasps> uh, the core, and also, there, I, it's worth pointing out, they're making a Core X variant of this Area 51 desktop as well, meaning that Core i9, Skylake X, all that type of stuff will also be available. Breaking, Dell puts latest Intel processors into Alienware computers. Yeah. Yeah, it so. Creates easy render to show us. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Not a lot here. Similar designs. You know, I, I don't, what's what's to say the GPU options are on this one? Uh, start at 1050 Ti. They do not mention a 1080 Ti. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah, a liquid cool GPU. SLI 1080 Ti's. Oh, okay. Yep. okay. There or you go. 3580s if you want to mine. Well, like, sure. it, like they're going to be able to put those GPUs in that machine. <laughs> they'll, they'll can't afford them. Wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, speaking of Alienware as well, we've also got this. They announced monitors, 240 hertz gaming monitors. I, is this the first time they've done this, or I, have I missed something? Like in 240? Um, first time sure. on 240, that's for sure. Like that they've just made monitors themselves that they're selling alone? I don't know if Alienware has ever made monitors before. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just Dell now, so it kind of makes yeah. sense. And this is a good way for them to get like a Dell gaming display brand for free. But does Dell make a panel that does 240? That they doesn't sell? make any panels. I mean, a, a display. I mean, they do now. I mean, they it just says, buy the panel from whoever makes it. There's already been a 240 hertz 1080p, 1080p panel. Okay. Uh, Asus announced it at CES, yeah. Um, but this is, so 240 hertz, TN, 1080p, 24.5 inch, uh, G-Sync model, 699, while the FreeSync model is 499. So, that's interesting. Is this the first time we've seen like identical specs come out from FreeSync and G-Sync yeah, monitors? They're charging, maybe they're charging. Eh, probably not, but it's a good example of it. Yeah, because it's just right there, right next. And to from each what other. we understand, plus two hundred. From yeah. what we understand, G-Sync module does not actually cost two hundred dollars. New. So they're just 
cashing in on like the G-Sync name a little bit I more. I would say we probably have no idea what it costs. I'm pretty sure it's I'm not sure, two hundred dollars. I'm sure the hardware itself is not two hundred. We've seen enough. We've seen enough panels where you had a very similar model between a FreeSync and a G-Sync panel, where the cost difference is more like one hundred and fifty or a hundred. We have. We yeah. have. Yeah. We have. Tell me, there they've always been always been two hundred. It's difference. pretty I, coincidental. I would number. say two hundred dollars is pretty common. I would say it's easily the most common. If if there was one that was a hundred bucks and it wasn't like sales of one or the other type of thing, I'd be I'd be surprised. I guess it would but have you, to be a sales. You seriously of think that Nvidia is selling one of these modules to an OEM in bulk of God knows how many thousands? They're charging two hundred dollars a pop. I don't know. Man. Well, no, or be four hundred bucks. And, and then, or, and, or 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 see, maybe yeah, maybe I don't think you have the, I don't think you understand the intricacies of what their business model is. And maybe there's a chunk of money that. for like a certification process. Maybe oh, that maybe. they. That maybe they, a certification uh, process, maybe yeah. like uh, a branding and a licensing thing. You gotta amortize maybe that across physical hardware. every monitor. There's yeah, also maybe. the idea of we just want to appear to be the best product and the best products cost more. So, <laughs> there you I go. guess that's what the MacBook lives on. No. Best products cost more. <laughs> As Ken. Grumple, grumple, grumple. All, <laughs> all the iMacs are the best Macs, are, are the best computers. How much? How much would that keyboard have been if you had to have bought it? Uh, oh, I, I have, like, it, they replace the keyboard, which also includes the Touch ID module uh-huh. and the fingerprint sensor. Uh-huh. It's like a $900 repair. Yeah. To replace uh, the keyboard Lenovo on the To replace yes. a keyboard because, on the MacBook. Because I had a keycap that kind of snapped. Like, it didn't actuate right, and the, like, plastic snapped. Yeah. So they had to replace $900 with the components. Yeah. Thank God for warranty. What happens when you own that laptop and you're out of warranty and you know, nothing? Dumpster. Yeah. By that time, someone's <laughs> dumpster. <laughs> just dumpster throw, fires. Just throw it away. You have a very pretty paperweight. Very pretty, though. Very pretty. Uh, all right. A couple, a couple of last things here that came out of E3 or launched at E3. NVIDIA's and their partners uh, are launching Destiny 2 bundles, Jeremy. Is this right? We wrote it up for EVGA, but I assume it's not just EVGA. Well, that's uh, who's told us so far, but seeing as how you're claiming it uh, from GeForce.com, I'm betting you're right. Yeah, considering I bought a 1080i on Monday, I read the uh, GeForce.com site. It's not only EVGA. I'm pissed. But it's not only EVGA. Yeah, mm. I don't. So if it. you were hoping for Dawn of War three, that one's gone. It's Destiny two now. Wait a minute. Am I, and what what the hell happened? I just went to GeForce.com. Yeah, yeah. And it just redirects you to Nvidia.com/slash GeForce now. Yeah. Okay. And it's a very different site. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It must be the new GeForce experience that you're having. Oh, great. Hmm. That's, Does that make you sign hmm. in? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, they will. But there's it, no either way. Anyway, sorry. There's no content on the page anymore. Mm. Uh, it's usually Logitech, they're create or sorry, creative that does that. Um, but anyways, you know, if you can make it there, uh, essentially buy your graphics card, sign up to whatever provider you bought it from. They'll give you a code. That code gets you Destiny Two free, as well as a chance to get it on the early PC beta, which is a good idea considering this is mostly multiplayer. So. Learn all the maps and get good before everyone starts playing it. I I am I didn't play any. I played zero minutes of the first. No, I think no, that's a lie. Uh, 
I, I, I played, I played zero, zero minutes. I bet I played. I played the beta. None. That's what it was. I, I wanted like I, I kept hearing like pretty decent things about like the shooting. I mean, everything else around the game was kind of a garbage it fire. Got, it got better. Yeah, but I, I, th- I, th- I think this will be like a good point to jump in and be cool. Yeah, I, I, I I'm, I'm eager to try. And it's on PC now, now which it's on makes PC, it way so better, infinitely better. Yeah. And uh, also, there's a rumor from E3 that original Xbox games. Might potentially be coming to Windows. I don't think that's a rumor. That I think that was a guy saying. Thing. I think that was a guy saying yes. No, I, they talked about. They definitely confirmed original Xbox games coming to the Xbox One X. Right. Well, Xbox One. Yes, um, but I, I don't think they specifically said yes to it coming to Windows. Oh. Yet. But I think that was the. I want people to be able to play games. I'm just yeah. confused. People are happy about console ports because generally that's <laughs> upsetting. Literally, it's just emulation. It's not a port of anything. Yeah. Have you never it's emulated a game console, Jeremy? <laughs> it's it's all x86. Uh, nothing from later than the 80s. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's the same processor though. If you're trying to, yeah, I guess this CPU was an Intel Celeron. <sighs> yeah, it was so, yeah. x86 and a NVIDIA GPU. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a PC. So it shouldn't be that difficult to make that work. Well, I mean, I don't know no. other intricacies go on in that, but... Uh, if you've got the documents on how it worked, yeah. it if would you, be easy if you to are, get If you are Microsoft, also, the communities there, have there, There's a cost-benefit ratio here <laughs> yeah. of, like, how much are people willing to pay for original Xbox-like games on their Windows PC, you know, and, and how much effort does what, it cost the developer to, to put what, that together? What, like, the confusing part to me is... So on the Xbox One, you'll be able to put in an Xbox disc, and it will verify that you own it and download it and add it to your account. Are they going to do that on the PC? And like, is a regular no, PC put, can't read your, an Xbox Xbox original disc? That's you put true. it in your Xbox, and then you also have the option to download it on your PC. That's if, probably how it would work. Okay, yeah. so if a PC understood where to look. Or knew what it look on a disc, it could figure it out. Yeah, but I feel like you'd run into weird optical drive compatibility problems at that point because no, they're, they're, Xbox discs can be read just I would, fine. I would say, CD-ROM. yeah, it's more of a file format thing yeah. than anything. Yeah, it was yeah. The, it was the file system that was. So if there's like a up. set of bits, it could look at and yeah, because you could back yeah. in the day, you could pull images of Xbox. Like, but I, even that being said, I still think you'd have to have an Xbox as well. You put it in that, and it's validated for your account. But now it's yeah. cross-play type yeah. stuff, and you can play it on your Xbox or your Windows PC, which would be cool. I can finally play the original Halo again. That was fun. Never been Halo way. 2, which is like impossible to find. Crimson Sky. Halo 1 Master was Chief. never released on PC. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. But yeah. Halo 2 was original DX9 released. DX, no, DX10. It did. Vista only. Vista oh, only. Yeah. Remember yep. that shit show? Oh, that was a garbage. stupid Frozen Planet game. Lost Planet? Lost Planet. Yes, Lost Planet. <laughs> close. Very close. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to get into our hardware software picks of the week, and I'm going to go last because maybe I don't have one. <laughs> we're going to go Jeremy, Jeremy, Josh, Allen, Alex. So we'll start with Jeremy. Do you want me to talk slowly so you have more time? No, I don't need time. I'm good. All right. So up here in Canada, we're a little bit behind on the Bitcoins. Uh, there is a store just down the street from me where I could go pick up a 580. Thing is, that what? 580 is 470 bucks. Okay. <laughs> or I could pop on Newegg, 
which has GTX 1070s, which, as we mentioned before, is actually better than a 1080 for mining. And it's only 420 bucks right now, counting the mail-in rebite. That ain't so bad. So if you're thinking about it and you have the cash, do it now because I guarantee these things are going to be gone within the week. Yeah. That, that's also my prediction is what, like so, the next time we have a podcast, you won't be able to buy a 1070. For even if you retail. put yourself in Hawk, you'll be able to sell this thing again for <laughs> six, 700 bucks easy in a couple of weeks, assuming Bitcoin doesn't collapse. So take Fair. Ken's advice. If you're, if you're going to do it, go into this, uh, into their little shared uh, program that would you call it again? Nice hash. Nice, nice hash. hash. Yes. Nice hash. And rent out your GPU like it was. It's the sharing economy. Your younger sister? Yeah. Wait, well, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. That's kind of where I was going. It's like Airbnb, <laughs> but for GPUs. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. I think I turned off. Oh, hold on. Uh, continue. <laughs> Josh, what I, do you got? I was going to say, I think I turned off my trackpad. I don't know. Uh oh. Continue. I can still use the keyboard, however. That's nice. Yes, thank you. Okay, so if if you do by chance have a pair of 1070s or 1080s and you need an HBSLI, mm-hmm. then these aren't too shabby. I mean, they're the least expensive of them, except, of course, I think somebody's got a 1995, but it's a three, uh, three space that, that doesn't work on a lot of different motherboards. But this is, you know, the one space for EVGA. 39 bucks. The build quality seems nice. I can't crack it in half with a little bit of pressure. <laughs> it's not flexible. Good, good, yeah. Good. Hopefully your 1070 doesn't have strange ridges that would impede where this goes. Just, uh, make sure to clarify for the naming for everybody how they name them. Like so when they say oh, when they say one slot spacing there, that means if you had two two slot GPUs installed Mm-hmm. With one slot, in there between. would be one slot left in between. The assumption is that is a two-slot GPU. Yes, uh, yes. So you can't just look at the motherboard and start counting slots between. Okay, the GPU goes here, and the other GPU goes here. You'll be Very off. Very few one. people have single-slot video cards anymore, so I understand. Sure, but if you're calling it one slot or two slot, there are two slots there. Yeah, there are two slots between those two GPUs. There are two oh, slots. Call me a slot. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's well the enough. assumption. All GPUs are two slot. So, so yes. there's that single slot 1070. What you gonna Clear do now? Mud. Oh, my trackpad died. I can't do anything. Use the touchscreen. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't do that. Okay. Ah, look at that. Two interfaces. So there's there's so they have a zero slot. Sounds stupid, right? Which are One the two GPUs and four slots spooning? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Which you yeah. probably shouldn't do unless you absolutely have to for cooling considerations. Yeah. All right. Uh, up next, Alan. Yeah, so uh, I think we recommended the older version of this like a year ago, but it's dirt cheap right now. Okay. Uh, it's the Anchor. Uh, now it's a six-port charger. It used to be five. It's been creeping up. Uh, I think I think I have yeah. the six, but, I, but I, we have the five back on that shelf. I carried the six with me as I traveled. I think because, I have the four at yeah. home. Yeah, and, and the, four, the four and the early versions of the five-port version actually had that issue where if you like your charger was a little... Your cable was a little bit iffy. It might actually pop a fuse. Yeah, internally in the thing. And they were really good about honoring, like, hey, if one of your ports dies, like, we'll just they just like sent me a new one, like the five port, right? Um, 
but since then they've made it so that it's a it's a type of fuse that will actually reset it's like a thermal fuse mm, okay. so uh but yeah i mean it's 20, 25 bucks for you know six port charger like yeah. you spend 25 bucks on like it's a good. regular it's, it's high power like it's 2.4 amp yeah 2.4 amps times six yep 12 yeah. amps overall like so you can go two amps on all six ports yeah i i bring this with me when i travel because i have ugh, all sorts of crap i have my phone i have my watch headphones i have my watch and yeah. i have my ipad Right. And so like I use the iPad for like watching videos and stuff on the plane. So there's at least four devices and then sometimes and it'll I'll charge, charge like an external battery or something. And it'll and, charge the iPad at full speed. And you can get these with uh, USB-C ports now. So you can get like five type mm. A and a USB-C. So if you have a USB-C laptop, you don't need to bring your power adapter. This is a, Just this get a C to C cable. Huh. This is a bad picture on this on this page here because this is perfect for travel. And it is. It's great. Except if you notice, there's no, there's no power cord coming out. <laughs> it's holding down your passport. On that one, They're yeah. just trying to show how small it is because it is, it's pretty compact. Yeah. You know, easy it's to funny, this bag picture and... is like, I was like 12 hours now, ago. That now, I don't me. know what the, I don't know if their MSRP is, ago. I don't know if their MSRP is actually as high as it is I've never seen it at that, that price. Uh, yeah. You know, but 25 is a pretty good figure for that? for that charger. What? This is this vision of them, like you know, these people, waffles, waffles, waffles and waffles or fruity pebbles. You know, lunch? you're at the you're at the you're at the <laughs> hotel. Bring yeah. a continental breakfast up to your room, like yeah. a psychopath. Barney. Where's the chicken? Oh man, that's pretty good. Pretty good. All right, uh, Alex, you had one. I did. All right, what do you got? Well, my postal worker was complaining that they couldn't see my mailbox. Mm, that's so a bad sign. It, yeah, it's a bad sign. So actually, I got this last year, but I finally got it out yesterday. And this is the uh, the Steel FS one thirty is the one I have, uh, but they upgraded to the one thirty one. Um, this is a epic weed eater. <laughs> um, it is. Why didn't you just use fluorescent tape to outline the mailbox? In the <laughs> no, no, no. It's much cheaper. The, the mailbox was in gold. That's why. <laughs> In grass. I mean, it was, it was a mess. It was pathetic. My neighbors were complaining. Um, I understand. So, and, and since this is podcast 454, I have to have a motor type, you know, pick of the Oh. Yeah. See, we, we, we did an hour and a half of not me not making a Chevy joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, there it is. Even then, it's not really a joke as much as it is a reference. I'm surprised your pick was not like one of those 454 powered, like, chainsaws. Nope. Nope. This is actually useful. Because that's a thing. Like, no, that's this, a, this has to be useful. Oh, okay. And uh, as it turns out, you can use the nylon uh, line in 3D printers if you get real desperate. I, I have three pounds of it. I'll bring some in. We can no, try that no, out. No, 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 no. I don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to? But it's people the, people it, did that early in the 3D printing days They because I mean, yeah, plastic in that cheap. format was difficult to find. So they would use nylon <laughs> weed whacker line. It, it is a very pretty green. Yeah. yeah. All right. I've got, I've got my pick ready. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> That's All right, a, here that's, it is. That's a bad pick. No, why? Because you can't plug it into a Vice 16 card it. without yeah. modifying yeah. it. But here's only one in stock. So this is a uh, there's one in stock. It's a PCIe 1X riser card extender cable ribbon uh, that is actually available for me here in free one like same day shipping. I can get more of these within two hours if I need them. Yeah, right. True. Uh, they're six dollars and ninety cents, which is um, actually pretty cheap considering the current yeah. market. Uh, now the problem is the uh, we can't really show it really. Yeah, it'll it'll show up in that. So like this corner, oop, 
It is not a buy one slot that has the opening in one end. Yeah, like it's it's on a buy one slot that is is open on the backside. It allows you to install something larger than a buy one. Yeah. Card in there. Like maybe a buy 16 GPU. Like maybe a GPU. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. So uh, we bought a bunch of these, or I don't know, we bought like four of them, I guess. And uh, we got them in and was like, oh, well, that's disappointing. And so we said, Alan, bring the Dremel in when you come in. And so he dremeled right. out the back of it. Yep. Basically, and it's only plastic that we were dremeling out. It's a pretty quick drop. He's only killed one out of like 15. I only, I only broke one, and yeah. we, I modded like 15 total. Uh, and so you got to do that, which is unfortunate. But it is available and i think that's why it's available is because you have to do a little you have to be a little bit more knowledgeable in that in that card and to be fair in the description it does say mount a pci express buy one card yeah. at any angle in a in a in a case or and, and so. if you're doing mining these aren't the ideal ones you'd want the ones that add power in the middle yeah they're using usb3 cables or molex connectors yeah help mm. a lot with mining which that's, that's like actually alleviates alleviates the issues. issues with these though well we had Other six of the them dremel. plugged into one motherboard and it wouldn't work because yeah of we had five we had six and we went to five we had five so and we went to four too much uh whatever yeah. okay fine because that motherboard also had a pci slot on it so it, we didn't try that one. Finally, using those AM3 motherboards. Yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of processors sitting around. So, does we have hash benchmarks for any AGP cards? Hmm. <laughs> AGP, huh? Yep. Uh-huh. 3DFX. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, get that 3DFX Voodoo Five Six Thousand. I was thinking like Voodoo <laughs> out too, there. You know, the pass through. Uh, the old SOI. <laughs> All right, everybody, that is going to uh, finish the show for us this week. Thank you for joining us. PCPer.com slash podcast. Go to that URL to find our show notes, links to all the stories we talked about, uh, RSS feeds, so the MP3 downloads, uh, YouTube videos, uh, how to subscribe to everything, links to the Patreon campaign, links to uh, the subscribe page, all that type of stuff is all there. So PCPer.com slash podcast is the URL to really go to uh, for that. So uh, we'll be back Next week, let me see. What can I tease about next week? We even be here next week. Yeah, I think I think I get back Wednesday at like five p.m. Perfect. Next week, um, you'll know more about servers next week. Maybe servers, servers that can hold twelve GPUs for coin mining. <laughs> Who knows? You, you just don't know what you're going to get, right? Uh, so thanks, everybody. We'll uh, be back next week. I'm Ryan Trout. I'm Jeremy Elstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. <laughs> and I'm Alan Malvantano. Goodbye. If you enjoyed this content, consider supporting in-depth technical content by contributing at patreon.com slash pcper.